Welcome to my podcast, Autism Connections. My name is Mary, and I have an 18-year-old son with autism. 16 years ago, I received a devastating diagnosis. It's through my connections I have made along the way that I have received so much love, support, and guidance. It's my hope that by sharing these amazing connections with you and their experiences, that you also may be helped and learn much. Hi, everybody. Well, it's been about four weeks since I've been on with an episode, but I am so excited today because I have my favorite 20-year-old, Nathan, on today. Morning, Nathan. Morning. How's it going? It's going great. Hey, thanks for agreeing to be on my podcast today. We're talking about what it's like to be a sibling of a brother with special needs. So I'm really do appreciate it, Nathan. Thanks for agreeing to be on here today. No problem. problem. So little introduction about my son, Nathan. Nathan is T's older brother. He's 20 months older than Tommy. And I am so incredibly proud of him. He is in the military, in the Air Force, out of state. So any opportunity I have to talk with him, connect with him, see him, correspond with him, is always a fabulous day. So thanks again, hon. I really do appreciate it. Yep. So the reason why I wanted to do a podcast talking with Nathan and giving opportunities to really talk about what it's, what it's like, the impact of having a brother with special needs, because it's been 18 years, Nath, as you know, that you've had a brother with special needs. Tommy was diagnosed when he was just over two years old. And one of the questions I had asked Nathan was, hey, what's your earliest memory of realizing Tommy's special needs? And what'd you say? I said, uh, frankly, it was just a matter of life at that point. I mean, there's no time and place when there's that realization of, oh, you know, something's different. It's just kind of something you grow up with and something you're used to. Not really a pinnacle or a point, a point in time like I said, where there was any such realization. Absolutely. Right. Cause you were only 20 months older than him. I had to realize that as well. So mm-hmm. you've been along for the journey the entire time. So what do you think Nathan has been the most challenging part about having a brother with special needs? I would say diving into it. I would say the hardest part mainly has been catering towards his Catering, catering towards his requirements, his needs, his wants. I mean, not in a, not in a negative way, but more so the, the adjustments in schedule. If something comes up with him, mainly that in regards to, um, in regards to, you know, having a rather special needs, you know, obviously moods will change and want to go somewhere and you have to make that adjustment. I mean, that can be kind of hard, um, overall, but you get, you get used to it, but it can be, it can be frustrating from time to time. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, even recently, right, we went to California and we went to Disney and we were all excited about going. And I think that got cut off a little bit, the trip, like usual, because we never really know what's going to go on. Right. Yeah. 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 It's hard. And as a parent, it's hard, too, because you want both of your kids to have fun and experience those events and everything. And it is definitely challenging when we have to leave or cut things short or what have you. 
So one of the things that we've been able to do, which I know we've talked about in the past, and that's, I think, really important for other parents that have special needs kids is to give the other child, meaning my NATO, the extra time to spend one-on-one -on -one time, right? Go on trips together, spend some time just one-on-one. -on -one. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree. So what's your favorite trip? There's been, uh, there's been a variety of them. I mean, London was good. New York was good. I mean, there's, you know, it was definitely a mixture of trips that I enjoyed a lot. Good. So, yeah, I, I really do appreciate that, you know. Of All course. Trips are good. Good, uh, it's good to, uh, you know, have different, go to different areas and whatnot. As much, you know, as much as I enjoy traveling with my brother, you know, it's, 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 it's good to have. I guess dedicated for times for stuff. You know, you spend time with him, then you spend time with me, and you spend time together. I mean, it all, it all works out. I agree. So what are some ways that having Tommy in your life has impacted your life personally? I would like say, how, go ahead. sorry, tying, tying back to the, tying back to the, um, the, the last question. I mean, it mainly just adjustments to schedule and whatnot, just having to um, deal with any changes in his mood and whatnot. I mean, you know, you've had times when he would not have outbursts or meltdowns or however you want to uh, describe them, you know, inconvenient times, uh, such as Texas and whatnot. And I mean, you can't really do anything about it. You just have to roll with the punches. And I mean, you know, it, it, you, it, you learn to adjust to it. And I mean, it's, it's a good skill to have to be able to learn to adjust to kind of that environment or so, because it, it, it does help. And I mean, build up resistance and whatnot um but overall i would say that's probably just the the biggest aspect um I, I mean it doesn't really impact relationships i have with friends or family of course you know it's just mainly that timing and stuff we're we're still a family so do you remember kind of an off-the-cuff question anytime like with friends like did you ever find it hard with friends like when you were growing up like bringing friends over did you ever have I don't know, like, was it, was it easy for you to bring friends over or did you just explain to them, Hey, my son, my, my brother has autism. Like, what was your thought about that growing up? Yeah. The, the latter one, I don't think I've ever really had it with a friend where they've been caught off guard. Um, they've, you know, friends have been good. They've handled it well. I mean, you know, they, it's not like, you know, what the heck is up with him? You know, it's, it's, they, they understand. I mean, that's, you know, that's good overall that they were able to. So, yeah. That's yeah. I, I don't really recall you bringing people over and you not being comfortable with it. You know, we would just say, I think actually Tommy kind of liked having your friends over. Do you remember <laughs> the time that he took one of your friends bike? <laughs> do you uh, remember that? Oh boy. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I, something I will tell you and Nathan, you know this, but I'm just going to say it for anybody else. Tommy just loves you so much and he loves watching videos of you. We have a frame on his in our living room and he loves watching your Air Force commencement. And whenever I'm in the car and I say, hey, T, want to call, want to call Nathan? He gives me the yes sign, you know, so I know how much he loves you and I know how much he loves spending time with you. You know that. Yeah, I'm glad you're And what are your thoughts? Because this is newer in our lives, right? You, something that I that was really important to me when I moved out of Illinois and moved to Wisconsin was bringing you with and getting your thumbs up and agreement on the next phase of our life because that was important to me. So mm -hmm. we went to Tommy's current program, Matthias Academy, and we walked through. And what were your thoughts? Do you remember when 
when we went on the tour and what was your overall gut reaction? I think mainly Matthias has a good thing going for them. They've really proven their concept, I would say, with the, with the school um, out in Bristol. That's really that's really cool. I mean, you don't really see much stuff like that where you have, you know, a dedicated facility in terms of that um, and compared to, say, you know, how you'll have special needs programs embedded into public school districts or schools in general. But I think it's a good environment for them because, you know, you have staff that know what's going on. You don't have to deal with other uh, other kids and whatnot. And I think, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes with the residential program. I mean, obviously they have their, their new residential complex they're looking to expand out and create. Um, I'm excited for them to see where that's going for everyone else. Um, but mainly it would just be, you know, seeing how that develops. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with that overall. Me too. And I'm so glad that you got to go over to the 83 property. That was really cool that day that we went over yep. and I, I know you'll have lots of other opportunities, and I know that there's going to be a lot of opportunities for siblings to be able to be involved and collaborate and everything. So here we are before Matthias's residential is up and running on their property. We are going into a new chapter of our lives, and I talked on the last podcast about residential. Um, Tommy is going to be going into a three-person residential home. Uh, six and a half miles from my house, which is definitely much better than 90 minutes from my house. And uh, we are reapproaching this chapter. About four years ago, it was a different situation. He was almost placed at another home, but I was able to stabilize him and you know keep him with, with us now. So now that he's 18, year, 18 years old, for me, it's never easy as a mom to you know have your kids move out. Nate, it was hard for me when you moved out too. But I'm going to be empty nesting over here uh, part-time. How do you feel about this new chapter for Tommy? You're still going to Matthias, of course, three days a week, but having the 24-7 supervision that, you know, he needs on a different level. I think it'll be, it'll be good. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to it. I'm sure he'll be able to adapt. I mean, you know, it's, it's just one of those things we got, you got to um, see how it goes uh, overall. Um, it mainly depends on just, like I said, just seeing his reaction overall. I don't really, I don't really, I don't think I can really expand on that one, honestly. Yeah. Cause you haven't, you'll eventually have a chance to see the house. I will tell you the last two visits went really well. He was comfortable. I think he actually likes having other people aside from mom around all the time. It was kind of. <laughs> There are two other uh, gentlemen that that were there, and they were. He was totally fine. You know, actually, there were three that day, but he was just sitting there, just kind of like on his headphones, laughing, smiling, watching, observing. We actually ate dinner there too, which was cool. So, we'll continue the transitions for the next two to three weeks, and then, uh, then he will be transitioned in. But once he is transitioned in, as I think I mentioned to you, once he's transitioned in comfortably. He can still come home for the weekends and I'll of course go see him and everything and all of, all of those things. So it's, you know, setting, yeah. setting him up for the future. Yep. So Nathan, over the years, you've watched the fight we've had, you know, with different types of advocacy for Tommy and different supports that I've uh, found for him, et cetera. In your mind, what types of advocacy or supports do you think are needed for adults with disabilities or those with disabilities in general, based on your experience? I know that's a big question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that it's kind of a big, uh, 
it's a big problem to address, I would say, for um, for the government, for families and whatnot. I think um, from a personal standpoint, my opinion alone is we need to have more of a infrastructural um, system in regards or an infrastructure in terms of special needs um, and their families, special needs uh, kids, special needs adults, mainly that main demographic is concerning because you'll have people who age out out of the system, 18 plus, 21 plus, however, the, the laws go in that state. And, you know, the family will have to take care of them, which, you know, I'm sure some families want to take care of them, but others need to, they can't, they physically, logistically can't, which is why we need to have a funding overall. Matthias, Matthias is doing a good thing with their, their charity, but that's in a regional, that's a regional level. You know, you're covering, you're covering Southern Wisconsin, Northern Illinois, you're covering that amount. But the problem is we need a more nationwide scale, whether or not that's the government picking up something or perhaps maybe a company. I mean, you see all these senior home companies around the country, but you don't seem to see any special needs, um, special needs facilities. Sure, you'll have group homes, but that's that's on a that's a house or two holding two to ten residents at most. You don't have dedicated facilities where you can treat and take care of special needs adults and that for me is kind of concerning because you're going to have more and more people are just going to keep aging out of the system and there's not going to be a solution for them i mean what do you do what do you do in the future when there's no one to take care of them you know you can't just throw them out on the street there has to be a dedicated place for them to go and i think that 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 need infrastructure needs to be put in place well by a company yep well said. I think, yeah, I think that is so well said, Nathan. Exa- absolutely. And I'll tell you what, you know, because what happens, how many states, do you remember how many states I've looked at moving to? <laughs> yeah. I was looking at Georgia because of family, Minnesota, California, Arizona, Indiana, I think maybe even Tennessee yep. at one point in time. But yeah, you know, the thing is yeah. just what you said, every state handles things differently. Funding is different mm-hmm. in different states, you know, and I just feel so blessed to have found what we found because my number one goal is to set things up for Tommy so that yeah. everything is all set up when I'm not here for you. Mm-hmm. Reality. Yeah, no, of, of course, you, you got to deal with stuff like that, you know. Um, and uh, because parents don't want their kids to be left with having to find services themselves happen. And that's, that's, that's the problem right there is it happens. You can't, yep. there, there needs to be some sort of regional or countrywide system going on for this. I mean, you, it's, it seems to just be going down to the state level and whatnot, where the states will deal with small companies. And that's the thing you need larger companies out there and i don't i don't understand if it's a if it's a cost thing but if you can have if you can have senior homes and whatnot why don't you why are there not special needs facilities it just seems like i don't know if that's a marketing market thing where there's just not people haven't looked into it or if it's just not plausible but i i suppose that that would have to be needed realistically because you can't 
you can't have coverage with these one or two group homes realistically i mean it's it's good that that coverage exists but in order to cover a larger demographic you need to figure someone needs to figure out a system in place to have a system in place whether it's a company like i said or overall just there has to be a system in place exactly the infrastructure has to be in place yep because yep and that's yep sorry i, I don't mean to cut you off that's what i that's what i really I think would be awesome to achieve. Hey, Nathan, how would you like to be involved with legislation or advocacy in the future? What are your thoughts? Well, I think I really want to definitely be involved in some shape or form. I think that this is something that should be, you know, addressed. Um, I really don't know how I want to be involved, honestly. I mean, whether or not it's volunteering my time to a charity or perhaps you know, running for politics in the future and try to uh, pave a way for there to be a system in place. There's a, there's a whole bunch of avenues, maybe even open up something of my own. I mean, it, it's, it varies. I want to do something of course, but it's just, it's just got, I have to see where the future holds in terms of, I suppose, just navigating this, um, this potential to, uh, to help families and whatnot. Well, guess what? You are going to make a huge impact. I know that. And you have a lot of years ahead of you to focus on what's on your plate right now, obviously, right? But I know that you are always going to be in Tommy's life and carrying on to help make sure that he has exactly what he needs, you know? Nathan, being on today, I really appreciate it. You have so much insight, and I'm really happy that we had the opportunity to chat of course no thank you for having me on and you know if there's there's any other one of these you want to do any types of stuff in regards to me coming on let me know you know i'll I'll be happy to uh happy to join you once again so (laughs) awesome i know that abby one of the other siblings out there has volunteered to uh, expressed her interest also so i think that would be a great next segment there you go All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, hope you have a fabulous day.